take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA Kit by Endocana Health. I did this years ago, and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, endo-aligned product matching in your state, suggested dosage guidelines, and optimum methods of administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, EndoDNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Effica Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Effica Unwind, created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formulation of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget, promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Hey, music lovers. The Cannamom Show podcast, in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars, is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, You heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's high time. We had a high time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe your host in Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. I spent the first week of summer visiting farms in Mendocino County, and I'm so excited to share today's podcast. I always love sharing with you the voices of sun-grown cannabis farmers. They do such an amazing job of connecting the dots between art and science. And today's guests elevate the cannabis conversation to include the plant spirit of cultivation. Emerald Spirit Botanicals is a small family farm located in the mountains of Mendocino County, northwest of Willits, California. They cultivate a variety of CCOF certified organic vegetables for their community, as well as Sun and Earth certified cannabis. 
Using a spiritual, scientific approach to gardening and plant care, they carefully breed cannabis varietals aimed at balancing cannabinoid ratios of CBD, THC, THCV, and more. And as a family, they collaborate to create a healthy and balanced ecosystem for their cannabis plants to produce this new medicine to support humanity in finding balance in our lives and relations with others. Um, yes, please, and thank you. On this podcast, we discuss the terroir they grow in and how they've built a deep connection working with the land as a family. We explore conscious creation, breeding work with a focus on minor cannabinoids, and the different lineages they're developing. And if you're new to the benefits of THCV, we do a deep dive on that minor cannabinoid and the gifts it has to offer. But before we dive in, I invite you to explore the Casually Baked podcast affiliates. If you're listening on your phone, scroll down in the podcast app you're using to see the episode notes where you'll find links to offers from Casually Baked partner brands like Slow Dirt. If you've had more garden casualties than summer bounty this season, plan to up-level your fall gardening game with Slow Dirt. Slow Dirt is a soil amendment that capitalizes on beneficial soil life to create a natural line of defense against those pesky insects treating your garden like a buffet. You'll save 15% using promo code CB15 at checkout. Visit slowdirt.com. And don't forget, use promo code CB15 to save 15%. And trust me, you want this in your soil. And I want to give a shout out to at Baugh himself. Thank you for making the time to leave this five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Quote, Tremendous. One of those podcasts that will teach you something new, especially pertaining to the wonderful world of cannabis. Joe is a very salt-of-the-earth individual who can hold your attention well and has the most interesting guests. I always get excited when a new episode of the podcast drops. Thank you, at Baugh himself. I always get excited when people are picking up what I'm putting down. And right now, I hope you'll slow down with me to enjoy this conversation with Katie, Jean, and Joseph about consciously experiencing all of the benefits nature has to offer. So smoke them if you got them and settle in. It's time to get casually baked. If you're a cannabis business owner looking to expand into new markets and need guidance and support you can trust, consider Collateral Base, a group that has done it before in multiple merit-based and limited market states. Collateral Base was founded by an experienced cannabis attorney with highly educated consultants with master's degrees and years of experience in the cannabis industry. The collateral-based team is confident they know cannabis licensing better than any of their peers. And I encourage you to see for yourself. It just takes one phone call. If you're ready to expand your cannabis business into new limited markets, contact collateral-based today at 309-306-1095. That's 309-306-1095 or visit collateralbase.com. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together.
Katie, Jean, Joseph, thank you both so much for taking some time out of your busy morning to sit with us and chat on Casually Baked, the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. We're on the patio overlooking your beautiful garden. I have been having a love affair with Mendocino County for about the last nine months. I'm doing some work in the wine industry in Mendocino County, and I'm telling you, this is the heart of wine and weed country, Mendocino County. <laughs> People don't talk about that, but it is. So talk to me a little bit about your relationship with with Mendo. I mean, y'all have been here for the long haul. Yeah. You know, I guess we have five generations here now in Mendocino County. So um, I haven't lived anywhere else. So <laughs> I can't really speak to being anyplace else except that... Um, you know, I'm so thankful to be here, and, and I love it here. I love the land here, the the ecosystem, the trees, and the plants, and the climate, and the water, and just, just, how, just how it is here. Um, yeah, y'all's property is in a beautiful little place, so talk to me a little bit about your terroir, what your growing climate is like. Yeah, so we're just above the Willits Valley. We're actually on the other side of the ridge from the mountain range that borders the Willits Valley, um, facing off to the west. So that gives us a nice coastal influence. Um, It's a little bit cooler than the valleys traditionally are. And then we're also, because we're on the west side, as the rains come in, it drops a lot more water on this side of the range. So we're a little bit of a moisture climate. We've got a lot of redwoods on the property. Um, kind of like a mix of fir, oak, bay, redwood, madrone, and kind of more of like a, a rockier clay mountain soil. And then we're amending that with a goat manure and then building a lot of compost here on the land as well, um, using both wild and cultivated plants um, to kind of boost up that soil, make it a little more rich in organic matter to cultivate cannabis, vegetables, uh, fruit trees, other medicinal herbs, um, to really kind of create a, a nice balanced ecosystem for food and medicine to all grow together. Yeah. Katie Jean, you want to add anything to that? You know, I would just, the only thing I would add would be just to say that we're in the Noya watershed and just to honor that, that water system that we are a part of, you know, because just the other side of the hill is the Eel River watershed. And that's just a slightly different energy than, than the Noya. Yeah. So you saying that just makes me think about the importance for your family in this farm of combining science and spirit into everything that you do. The first time I was introduced to your flower was with the Pink Boost Goddess cultivar that has won the Emerald Cup the last couple of years. And you focusing on the minor cannabinoids, you you were focusing on CBD before CBD was cool. And so talk to me a little bit about what has inspired that path for you. The plants inspire the path for me. I mean, the plants, I listen to them for direction on what they want to offer to the people. And so um, my work is driven, driven by them, really. <laughs> you know, and, and I would say, you know, it, it really first started with the CBD. Um, and it started first with the high CBD and then with the one-to-one balance. First, I was, I was so excited with the high CBD. And, and as I was in a plant meditation with the plant, it, 
told me that, like, yeah, that's really special medicine too, but that really we want you right now to focus on the like the one to one, like the balance of the THC and the CBD for the people, and that's what we want to go out to the people. Like, that's your task is you need to get that out there for the people. It's not so much about the extremes; it's about that place of balance. So that's your task. It's pretty straightforward. I mean, they're pretty straightforward when they talk to you. They don't always, you know. Or I guess, you know, different plants speak to people in different ways, but um, oftentimes pretty direct. You know, a couple sentences, that's your task, do it. And it may take years to do the task. Yeah. So when you are in meditation with the plants, what is that process like for you? Mm, it's, a, it's a slowing down, it's a sitting down, it's a grounding, it's a getting in touch with your breath and your body and your heart. And, um, and then once you're really in touch with your, with, when I'm in touch with my heart, and then I can connect to mm, sort of like the heart of the plants, you know, then I can, I can connect with them through that channel. And then communication opens. Yeah. And then you just receive. Mm, yeah. Okay. So Joseph, tell me when you started learning from your mom, because this has been your life for all of the times. How was that transitioning as a kid who is, you know, living off the grid, basically, and then going to a public school, you know, was how was that? What did you take to school with you? And then what did you bring home? Yeah, um, we had a, a very unconventional childhood. So when I was like three or four years old, my mom got a piece of property that had nothing on it. And she put up a teepee. And it was in our little garden, and we lived in that teepee for five or six years, sleeping in the dirt and cooking food over the fire and just learning to be with the turkeys on the hillsides and, you know, learning to identify different plants and learning the gifts that they had to offer. And that was my childhood with my brother, River. Um, we were kind of just you know, wild kids roaming the mountainside. It sounds fabulous. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty pretty amazing. I didn't really realize how good it was until I grew up um, and then was able to, like, look back on, on those memories pretty fondly. And then I went to Waldorf school. So it was different than public school. It it's, uh, really comes from the, the um, teachings of a man named Rudolf Steiner um, who really spoke to the importance of, of spirit um, being woven into the education and um, really trying to support each individual being uh, to live their life from a place of freedom and love. So really kind of instead of teaching the child what to learn, it was more of like teaching the child how to learn and sort of guiding that that process instead of trying to really shape the child into what society wants it to be, allowing the child to kind of be um, who they are as their own unique individual. And so that was my childhood. You know, we would do little field trips up to our little property with the class and they'd see our little teepee and we'd make salves. Um, and then we were building, my mom was building a cob house. Um, so it was a mixture of dirt, straw, clay, sand, and water, um, building our home uh, with soil from the land. And we cut some trees down and used that to kind of help form and shape the house. And she collected rocks from the river and that made part of our flooring. So it was really like 
the the levels of connection to the earth ran pretty deep in my childhood and that really just set the foundation for everything that we're doing on the land here um, with cannabis with vegetables and then how we're trying to really create an inspiration for our society to be connected to our earth again i feel like you know a lot of people don't have the opportunity to be connected to the land and so we think that that cannabis can maybe be an inspirational force to restore balance in ourselves um, so that that can help to restore balance in our communities and then that can ripple out even further to the broader society but really it started with the little teepee I love that. I love that. Y'all have a PhD in working with nature. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. It's so amazing. And you were a Waldorf teacher, weren't you, at some point? I, I was, yeah, for maybe eight years or so after I kind of finished the house. I was a Waldorf kindergarten teacher. It's important to have a good kindergarten teacher. I would have loved for you to have been my kindergarten teacher. I would have just <laughs> hugged you all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I loved that job. It was, you know, it was wonderful just to be able to like receive the children, you know, and and to love them up and just to kind of support them to like, you know, grow into the world. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we just, we get forced into the world, I feel like. And, you know, we were talking earlier about this idea of your quote-unquote cash crop, your moneymaker, and you're like, no, 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 no. Here, like, our quote-unquote cash crop, there are medicine makers. This is the medicine that we want to share with the world. And, and so you just bring a whole new perspective to the cannabis industry that I feel like we're starving for. We need the, the type of message that you have and for people to understand the beauty of the medicine that you're bringing. You know, one of the, the things that I preach all the time is that we're all precious snowflakes. What I need and what speaks to me is completely different than someone else. And so, you know, just having the dialogue and teaching people what speaks to you? What is what is working for you? Like, it doesn't matter what's working for somebody else. You listen, drop into your heart. Is this medicine for you? And so I'm thrilled to be able to give you all a platform to share this message. So do you want to get on the soapbox right now and talk about the importance of conscious creation with cannabis? Yeah, I'll, I'll speak to that a little bit. For us, one of our goals is is giving an opportunity for people to connect back to the earth, like I said before. And, and I think one way that we can do that is by experiencing healing. And as a culture, I mean, we have a lot of, of illnesses, both physical and social and mental. And to see that there's a plant that is growing in the earth that is experiencing the earth at that deep core level that can offer this healing, I think there's amazing potential there to help people reconnect to themselves and to, to experience plant healing in a way that our culture isn't really able to experience in a lot of ways right now. And so to bring forward healing plant medicine is, is really 
at the core of what we're doing here. It's a higher priority than finances, that's for sure. And, you know, really our approach is is looking at what are these minor cannabinoids? What are these like very unique and underrepresented qualities that cannabis is ready to offer to society at this time? And how can we be stewards of this plant and how can you know we listen to this plant and how can we bring this medicine forward and and then also protect the integrity of the plant through the supply chain um, because the other part of the challenge is like we can do our best on the farm to create this amazing medicine and then the way that it's set up right now is is we have to really let it go um, once it leaves the farm we can't really have much interaction with it after that. So how do we maintain that integrity? How do we ensure that the vitality and the message that has been instilled in that plant reaches the people and and is still potent? And that's something that we're working on with our brand FarmCut um, to really, you know, preserve the quality of the flower, to do minimal processing, to keep it in an airtight jar and really get that flower out in its most uh, rawest, purest, potent form. But also, you know, I think there's so many ways to bring plant medicine to the people and, you know, minimally processed whole flower is, is one way, but you know, we're, we're at the, the tip of the iceberg really on, on different ways to deliver this healing plant medicine. But I think it really starts at the garden. It starts with the seed. And as farmers, you know, we, we really nurture it at that early time. And then we kind of have to step back and just trust that it's going gonna, it's gonna to reach the people and, and the people are going to receive it. Yeah, you saying that made me think of, I mentioned this on an episode of the podcast, uh, a couple of shows ago about Bruce Lipton talking about how our consciousness is developing from the womb to seven years old. Like our subconscious, we are just sponges soaking everything up. How we are programmed, it's happening without anybody trying. It is just happening. And we know now through science that there is plant consciousness. There is communication between the plants. And for those who are dialed in and willing to listen and receive with people like you. And so even though you are letting the plant go when it leaves, you've programmed it. It knows what it's going out there to do. So whether this unsuspecting customer knows it or not, they are going to receive healing when they come into contact with your flower. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's the prayer and that's the intention, you know, is to have all of that... Um, the wisdom and forces of creation and the earth and the directions and all of those healing qualities and capacities woven into the medicine um, that it may inspire the people to do what they're here on this beautiful planet to do, like to do their soul's work, you know, to have that inspiration and that motivation and that determination to offer, to explore, to understand their soul's gifts and to share them and to help this planet at this time. Yeah. Yeah. She's a wise woman. <laughs> she is. Pretty lucky to have her as my mom. Yes. So tell me some of the special things. You know, last week, 
I did a show on positive behavior change marketing in the cannabis space and knowing your competitive advantage and all of these things. And to me, it stands out like a sore thumb, like what you do different than everyone else, you know, but I'm here and I've got to spend time with you and to witness it. So, you know, what are some of these things that you think are ultra special about what y'all are doing or about the farm that you'd like to share? You know, I think one thing, um, and maybe after I'm done, KJ, you want to add a little bit about it. I think one thing that really sets us apart is our connection with the seed and our connection with breeding work and intentionality. And um, you mentioned this plant consciousness concept, that, which I think is it's so important for people to recognize that if it's a living being, there is consciousness there, whether or not you can communicate with it or not there there is consciousness there um and as human beings we have the ability to connect with that but um for us it's been a journey of working with that plant consciousness and developing it and getting to know it um not just with like an individual plant but with an entire lineage and with multiple generations and working with males and females of the cannabis plant and and breeding with it and creating new life a good metaphor that i like to think of is like if we can simplify the life cycle of a cannabis plant into a breath and there's the inhale which is condensing and coming together and really um, concentrating and that's the seed and then the exhale is when that seed sprouts it begins to give itself to the world and then we go through the summer and the plant exhales and and gives itself and you can literally smell it giving itself to the world and then if the pollen is received by the plant then then that condensing begins and the seed is formed and so that's the exhale to the inhale and I think if we can use the breath as a guide and as a teacher, you know, you can do a lot of really interesting things with, with breeding and listening to that as an archetype. Um, and so on our farm, we're growing males and females. Our males are, are going on what we call a vision quest. They're living in, in native soil. They're living more in the raw, wild environment. And that's kind of more of a connection to their origin of what the cannabis plant has experienced for thousands of years um, before modern cultivation practices. And so the males get to remember that. And that's like connecting them to, you know, who have they been intergenerationally for thousands of years. And then bringing it forward, um, the way that our culture is today, and the fact that we do have to make money, we have these, you know, amazing, luscious females that are producing these beautiful buds and we can nurture them in this extraordinary way with compost and with other beneficial plants and creating the perfect environment for them to thrive and then when we bring that together you have this resiliency and this like determination to survive that's cultivated in the male and then you have this experience of abundance that the female is able to live through and then when you breathe that together, you're able to carry those forces forward. And so we're doing that in the background with all of our plants. And then with different lineages, we're focusing on minor cannabinoids. We're focusing on THCV with the Pink Boost Goddess and trying to bring that into a one-to-one balance with THC and THCV. And then we have Harmony Rose, which is a one-to-one THC to CBD. 
Um, and then we're, we're also playing around with another varietal. We're calling it four directions. Um, we're trying to get a balanced ratio of four different cannabinoids. So that's THC, CBD, THCV, and CBDV, um, all in a balanced relationship with each other. That's where we're we're looking at going. We haven't we haven't succeeded in that yet, um, but it's kind of like a next step that we're really excited about. Um, so there's there's really there's so many layers, and I tried to speak to a few of those there, but it's it's there's a deeper like nurturing the energetic essence of the plant being. And then there's also nurturing the individual gifts of cannabinoids that the plant is here to offer us. So with the THCV and CBDV, THCV can be, you know, appetite regulating. It makes me chill out and get to a a creative spot. Like Pink Boost Goddess, it's something that I enjoy in the evening because it's like I, I don't want to be in front of my computer. I have an aversion to technology when I use this flower. And so I had originally thought I was going to get it and use it during the day while I was working. And then, you know, just kind of curb any munchies I might get. But it was just like, no, 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 no. This is not how you and I are going to hang out. So I use Pink Boost Goddess differently than I think a lot of other people do. But can you talk a little bit about those two minor cannabinoids and what they offer? Yeah, so I think I'll take a step back and kind of talk about the birth story of THCV for us. And this was really my mom's work is in her connecting with plant spirit. Mom came to plant spirit and asked, like, what does cannabis have to offer right now that can support humanity at this time? And while asking that question was was doing breeding work and and kind of THCV really came forward and, and presented itself in a in a pretty powerful way. And so when we look at THCV and we look at some of the effects that it has to offer, um, some of it is is appetite suppressant or or I like to say it's more of an appetite regulator, and that more speaks towards like it's, it's trying to restore balance. Um, and right now, our society is addicted to consumption. We are over-consuming grossly. Um, and so an appetite regulator or an appetite suppressant, it's, it's really helping us to bring our relationship to how we consume back into balance. You saying that, maybe that's why I have an aversion to technology, because that's part of the over-consumption of this culture is of technology. Yeah. Well, and I, I think cannabis, you spoke to it having a slightly different experience for you personally than, than some other people would associate it more with being uplifting and energizing. You say it, it kind of helps you to relax. And I think that is a perfect example of the plant is really working to restore balance. And each human individual experiences balance in a different way. Um, and I, I believe that most people have imbalances in their life in one way or another. And if we can work with healing plant medicine to one, begin to help us identify those imbalances and then two, inspire us to work towards restoring those balances, different cannabinoids are going to be able to help different people in different ways. And it might be that For one person, THCV relaxes them, and another person, THCV energizes them. But I think at the core of that is balance and homeostasis. And that 
that idea that I'm sharing is really validated when we look at the endocannabinoid system, which is the system inside of our body. Um, it's the CB1, the CB2 receptors. There's these parts within our body that receive cannabinoids and they take them into our body and, and they work with them. And the endocannabinoid system works with the body to restore balance. That's its core role as we understand the endocannabinoid system. It's all about balance. And so different cannabinoids are going to be needed to restore that balance. And, and we believe that THCV has a lot of gifts to offer. The appetite suppressant is one of them. I also think focus is another one. I find THCV to be very focusing. And I think that's important in our culture right now because we're very easily distracted. We're we're being pulled in so many different directions right now. And so can we find plant medicine that really helps us and encourages us to restore our focus? And, you know, as mom said, to find our soul's work and to focus on that. And so I think there's something special with THCV and focus. And I also think there's something unique about perspective um, with THCV. And, you know, I think the easiest way the way that I personally experience it is, is sort of like a brightening of color and an enhancing of definition in my eyes and in what I see. And that's like pretty surface level. But I think even deeper when you take it into meditative work and when you take it into more of like spirit work, um, it has an opportunity to kind of bring new perspectives. Um, and I think that if people are working with cannabis in a deeper, more potent relationship such as that, more than just like, oh, I'm going to get high and like have fun for the afternoon, um, but really like working on a deeper spiritual level. I think THCV has some, some gifts to offer there as well. Yeah. You know, doing the work of being a better human and living your life's purpose, it takes so much effort. You know, like I don't really need help from cannabis to sleep at night because I'm exhausted at the end of every day. You know, like being present, doing the work of being a conscious human and trying to shine light into the world. And I tell people all the time, like cannabis is like a shortcut to get there. Like, you know, it helps the work just come to you a little easier and it you just find yourself in the flow of doing that personal work. Um, so where does CBDV fall into that? Do we know yet? I think that's something that we're we're still kind of exploring. I think because it's such a new cannabinoid, um, we're really leaving that one open to learn more about it. Um, Does the literature say anything about what they think it's supposed to do for us medically? I've seen some literature talking that it can be like supporting as like an anti-convulsant and helping with like seizure work. But I think there's a lot of cannabinoids that do that. Um, and I think something that's really interesting about our work, and, and we've experienced this with CBD, and then we experienced it with THCV, is, is really as farmers, we're bringing new medicine into the world. And, and that goes back to some of our work with the pollen and with the males and with Vision Quest is, is these plants are bringing new medicine into the world like right now. And we are learning in live time what this medicine has to offer for us. And so for us, CBDV is one of the next cannabinoids that we're looking at. And the first step before we can even understand what it does and all of the gifts that it has to offer is we have to 
really manifest it and bring it into the world in a stronger way. Um, and so that's where we're at right now. Yeah. That's very exciting. You know, when you were talking about the the brightness of the THCV, the first time I smoked a one-to-one THC CBD flower, I felt like I was seeing in Technicolor. And I kind of felt like my peripheral vision was a little wider. It just was really strange. But now that you say that, I'm like, maybe maybe I was experiencing that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. you know, there's yeah. there's so many unique gifts that plant medicine has to offer. And I think one of the challenges that we have as cannabis consumers is to slow down when we're consuming cannabis and to not just like smoke it to get high and enjoy ourselves, but to consciously consume cannabis. And, you know, something that um, a good friend of mine told me when I was in college at UC Santa Cruz, um, she challenged me. She's like, you know, before you take your bong hit, Um, because I was a heavy smoker at the time. Um, She's like, you know, before you take your bong hit or before you smoke, just take a deep breath and feel yourself before you smoke and then be consciously aware of how that hit changes you. And you can really go down the rabbit hole with that one. And there's a lot of self-exploration that can be done there. And you can look at like, am I using cannabis to hide something, to bandage something, to mask something, to become better at something, to grow into my higher self or my better self. Like there's so many different ways that cannabis is being used right now. And I encourage everybody to to really just pause and, and take that deep breath and experience yourself before and after that hit. And, and that will help us as farmers also better understand the minor effects of these cannabinoids too, because we're we're anxious to learn more um, and hear the feedback from the people of like, what is this medicine doing to you? Yeah. So speaking of getting feedback from the people, how do people connect with you to let you know how your medicine makes them feel? How do you get that feedback? Um, we get that feedback. Uh, sometimes it's through Instagram. Sometimes it's through emails. Our website, uh, emeraldspiritbotanicals.com, um, has contact info that people can reach out to us. Or um, I, I do get a lot of DMs on Instagram that's like, hey, I just tried your pink boost goddess flower. That's usually what we get a lot of feedback about because um, it's THCV. It's new. And people are like, oh my gosh, I just tried your pink boost goddess and you know it was amazing i had these effects i love that yeah and i i whenever i go out into the world and and do little demos or am at events i'm always asking people like what was your experience with the pink boost goddess and when i explain it to a new customer i kind of draw from what i call shared experiences because i recognize that each individual is going to experience cannabis slightly differently. But when we find shared experiences that larger cohorts of the population are experiencing, then I can confidently say, like, these are some general effects that you can expect. Um, But I also don't want to limit what your experience is by shaping it before you experience cannabis. So um, there's kind of a balance there. Yeah. But I do like the idea of people just reaching directly out to the farms, talking to your farmer, getting to know your farmer versus, you know, going to weed maps or something and leaving your review of a a cultivar. Like, you know, have that one-on-one connection with the farm that's making your medicine. I think that just boosts the connection even more. Yeah, I, I 
have made a lot of really good friends with people around California that have tried our flower and and you know that's grown into great partnerships um that's grown into like you know I'm I'm on the road I'm traveling and who knows I might hit you up and say hey can I spend the night at your house and we'll like hang out and smoke a joint of pink boost goddess and talk about it so you never know like shoot me an email shoot me a message and I might be knocking at your door asking for a couch to sleep on (laughs) I love it that's awesome so with the work that you're doing focusing on these minor cannabinoids what does that look like on a day-to-day basis for you here on the farm? Well, you know, at this right now, here we are in um, at the summer solstice. And uh, so I started the seeds in uh, March and they've been growing up. And then after the seeds express their gender, then I, I'll top each of the plant and I'll take a sample and I'll dry that. And I'll send that off to the lab to get a picture into the medicinal content of the plant. It's called vegetative ratio testing. I sent samples off well, quite a while ago now, and I'm just waiting for the labs. They kind of come trickling in. The, it's, always a, it's always a slow process. When I get these results in, it just kind of gives me a window into what cannabinoids are present in the plant at the time. And depending on what cannabinoid I'm working with, they kind of move differently in the plants. And so, for example, like THC and CBD ratios, they're, they're pretty set in the plant. So it's going to be that ratio isn't going to really change much at all. Um, THCV is, works works differently, and it's it's pretty new. There's not a lot of people doing it, and I've actually seen pretty different things show up, so I can't all the way wrap my head around, you know, there's still a lot of mysteries around it, actually. At this time, I'm, I'm kind of waiting to, to get these results to see, like, okay, which plants have these higher numbers of THCV, because that's what I'm kind of, I'm curious about that, and that's what I'm trying to support right now. That's sort of one of my curiosities, and working with the plants at this time is what's going to happen there. So selecting those plants. um, And so they're in pots right now. And so once you get the results back and you're like, okay, these are the ones, then those you put them in the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have some, you know, already planted, but yeah, also I'll, once I get those results, then I'll grow out those plants. And, and then I'm also looking for other cannabinoids as well. And so that, that tool gives me a window into the plants in that sort of way instead of just working from a place of intuition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you can work off intuition all the time, but then by having the science to back it up, you have a lot more respect, not just thinking it's all woo-woo, because it is art and science. Right, yeah, it's art and science, yeah. Well, let me ask you all a question as a family farm I am moving to Texas, and I'm going to be living on the ranch where I was born and raised. I left in 1994, and I have not been back for more than a few days at a time ever since. So I'm about to move back and start working with my dad and uncles on our family's ranch. So what advice do you have for working with the land and your family? Yeah, um, you know, I think... Something that's really important to practice when you're working with your family is to really just recognize each of us has our own individual gifts that we can offer to the larger collective unit. And to really focus on those gifts with each individual and to give them opportunities to be in that space. And so like, for example, on our farm, I'm a public speaker. I'm good with words. I you've noticed on this podcast, I've spoken 
for the majority of it. Um, I love hearing from my mom, but as she said, she's someone who connects more with plants than with people. And, you know, to be able to drop in and connect on that deeper spiritual level, that's really where my mom shines. And she's able to both intuitively and scientifically connect with the plants in a way that I'm not as practiced, I'm not as developed in that. I can articulate the process that she's doing better than she probably can articulate that process, but she's physically doing that process better than I could physically do that process. And and so really we're able to shine in our own individual roles. And so instead of like, nagging at the uh, at another individual of oh you don't do that very good great well then don't ask them to do that very much like sure somebody might have to step in and and you know kind of be a substitute and fill a role momentarily but really finding where each person shines and making sure that they're in that role as much as they possibly can and so that's really i think has been the part of the success to our family farm is is instead of you know talking each other down on what we're not good at it's really just like okay you're good at that let's make sure that you're spending as much of your time doing those things as you can and somebody else will find a way to to fill in the gaps and you know we kind of have been able to do that naturally over the last six or seven years um, that we've really been like working on this Emerald Spirit Botanicals project. And it, I don't think we were consciously doing that, but it just kind of has been a part of the recipe for success for us. And, you know, so my brother holds his specific roles. He's a very like practical, like grounded, hardworking individual. And like, you know, as he likes to say, he's like, yeah, if there's like something that's broken, like I'll fix it. Like the fence is damaged, like I'll fix it. If there's like some practical things that need to be done in the garden, like he's very good at just like taking on the task and completing it all the way through. And he's a very hands-on individual and, and being a farmer, like that's essential to have that. So find the people that are really good at doing that, put them in those roles, make sure that they can be whatever they're doing, that they are thriving in that space. And so, you know, as like myself personally, I've found that my skill has been in sharing the story and and bringing this story out to the people. And so I'm spending a lot more time out in the world doing sales and marketing and, and really bringing this story out to the people. When I'm on farm, I love compost. And so I'm creating new soil with compost. And that's sort of like the one thing that I'm really holding down on the farm. Mom's holding down a lot more of the breeding, the plant care. And then my brother's kind of helping just with a lot of the different practical roles. Mom can say, hey, I need help doing this. And he can get it done. Catherine, my wife, has been just such an instrumental being and and really just kind of seeing where there's support that's needed and and being there to support us. I mean, and that could be as simple as like just seeing that we've been outside working and we didn't eat lunch and she's like, hey, I'm just going to go up and make food for you guys real quick or or noticing that like, oh, there's these plants over here that need some water and so she can just, you know, hop in and, and give them water and, and she really respects that we're all super busy, hyper focused on the things that we do good at. And so she's sort of holding and carrying this role of just tending to some of the little loose ends. Um, And so it really creates this beautiful dynamic. And so I encourage anybody working with their family to find that 
dynamic and really see, you know, how can you create a whole unit together? And I think in our reactionary culture, like just to let a lot of things go um, and to not hold on to things because it's, you know, you can get caught up on something and carry it with you for weeks and that just never really does anybody any good. Like we're all human. We're going to make mistakes. Don't hold on to it. You know, it's a moment. Let it pass and really just focus on the, the gifts that we have to offer and know that we're all learning and, you know, there's places where we need to grow and, and support that growth. Mom, aren't you so proud? <laughs> I am so proud. Indeed, I'm so proud of I mean, of both of my, my children and my daughter in love, too. You know, she's yeah. just amazing. The one thing I would add is there's always humor, too. You know, humor, I think, is just a good way to, to get through all days, really, but challenging moments as well. <laughs> I agree. And I feel like y'all might have the most healthy way of dealing with conflict resolution. So do you have any tips for me on that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I would say just for anything in life and especially for conflict, before you take action to try to just pause and take a breath and to really like think about what are you about to do? Okay, let's think through that first and like, okay, if I do this, then what is that? What ripple is that going to create? And so to just pause and take a deep breath and, and trust that, you know, being consciously aware of your actions is going to give you a better chance at getting a good result. Yeah, I agree. I agree, because when you do pause and take that breath, it does give you a chance to like, okay, if I say this, this could be the potential reaction that I will get. So, yeah. Yeah, and I would say even maybe even pause and breathe for 10 minutes if needed, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, right? Just go take a walk through the garden and come back. Yeah. Just, you know, refocus, get maybe a little larger perspective on the situation. Yeah, I like that. All right. So you had just mentioned we're we're officially in summer. So what are y'all excited about and what can people look forward coming out from Emerald Spirit Botanicals during harvest? Well, I'm I'm excited to see what Pink Boost Goddess has to bring this year. Um, you know, the beauty of working with seeds is that it's always different and that there's always new gifts to be discovered each year. And so um, excited for that. I'm also excited to see if Four Directions is going to take another step forward towards finding that harmonious balance of those four cannabinoids. I think we're asking a lot, but I, I, I believe in the plant's ability to do that. Um, and I, I think the plants, they, they want to find balance. So I'm always curious to see where Four Directions will be. Um, and then we're looking at some other minor cannabinoids, too. We're looking at CBG um, within one of our high CBD genetics. So um, curious to see if, if that wants to take a step forward as well. Yeah, I would love that. I take CBD and CBG every morning. Those two cannabinoids are part of my daily regimen. And, you know, you can get a lot of the same benefits, the pain-relieving benefits from CBG that you get from THC without feeling high. And so I really think that this might be a beautiful solution for a lot of older people who are, our endocannabinoid system gets more sensitive as we get older. And, you know, you don't want to get paranoid from THC. So CBG being that, you know, beautiful mama cannabinoid coming in and, and replacing that. 
Yeah. So definitely curious about that. And also curious about seeing if CBG, how CBG might want to be in relationship with CBD as well as THCV. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We're just in this waiting game right now. And also, um, you know, this, I guess, won't go out to the people as directly, but I'm always excited for the seeds to come from this year. You know, not just the flower that's going to come, but all the new seeds that are going to come from this year that will then be the following year's flowers. So um, that's always really exciting for me. I remember listening to you talk at the Emerald Cup and you just being so eloquent, even though I know you don't think that you're a good speaker, but talking about the love affair that you have with the male plants and getting those seeds and nurturing them. And then I don't even know what I would call it, where you're offering the the pollen to the females and being like, do you want this? Do you not want this? Like, you know, it's up to you. I'll let y'all decide. I loved that. And then Joseph, hearing you talk about the whole vision quest thing versus having the the males in male jail. So I, I love the way that y'all have elevated both the male and the female cannabis plant and, mm-hmm. and just embracing the both of their importance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in cannabis as an annual plant, it's like one of its greatest desires as an annual plant is to produce seeds. So that's, that's like honors the, just the being of the plant for it to be able to go through that process. Yeah, it's beautiful. Now, one thing I didn't ask you when you were talking about Pink Boost Goddess and the THCV, what is that percentage now? Because I know it's the highest THCV percentage in any cannabis flower that's been tested. So what is that? What's the percentage? I believe the highest percentage, it's, it's almost at 11. I want to say it's like 10.95 or something like that um, from last year. And so we'll see, you know, how it's, how it's going to show up this year. And I'm always curious, too, of like how stable it is within the different seed lots, too, because that is... Um, you know, is it really landed here? Is it like, can we get like seed lots that are actually stabilized in that ratio? So um, just a lot of curiosity there. But that's where the levels were at from last year's harvest. I love that. Yeah, I think on average, um, we're seeing like around seven to eight percent. Um, and then we have, you know, outliers. Um, and so, you know, we've seen as high as almost 11%. And then, you know, we're also seeing some that are coming in lower, more like 5%. But on average, I think, you know, 7 maybe 8% is about where we're like stable. Um, and then, you know, of course, we're, we're trying to bring that up that stable number a little bit higher but um (laughs) there's always unicorns too so we'll see we'll see what sort of unicorns come to the garden this year and what gifts they want to offer you know and that's the fun part of walking through your garden is that it's everything is together you know the vegetables and the flowers and the fruit trees and the cannabis they're all just intermingling and like seeing those few plants that are right beside those beautiful fragrant roses I'm just like, you know, all of these things just create such a nuanced profile for each of them. I would, I would smoke my face off. (laughs) 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 I'm like, but what is this one? But what does this one do? So yeah, y'all have a very fun job. I know it's hard work, but y'all do it beautifully. So thank you for sharing your gift with us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Now, if people want to 
connect with you on social media to potentially give you a couch to sleep on? Where can they find you? What's your handle? Um, so on Instagram, we are at Emerald Spirit Botanicals. Um, and then our flower is going out through a few different brands. Um, so you can try our flower through a few different ways. Um, we have Farm Cut, which is uh, minimally processed flour. Um, so that's not heavily trimmed. It, it, we leave a little bit of the sugar leaf on and that protects the terpene. Yep. One of my favorites. Yep. Um, so Farm Cut is whole flour. Uh, Cosmic View offers a tincture. Um, that's the Pink Boost Goddess THCV tincture. And then it also has some of the passion flower from our farm. And that's a beautiful mom and daughter duo. So that's fun. Family to family collaboration. Yep. Yeah. And then we've, um, we've partnered with a few different dispensaries um, to kind of have it in their house brand. Um, so Soulful and Sebastopol and Santa Rosa uh, carries both our Pink Boost and our Harmony Rose. Um, Cure Mendocino is a dispensary that's more local to Mendocino County. Um, and then in San Diego, Tori Holistics carries our Harmony Rose in their house brand. And then we've just opened up some new partnerships. Garden Society is doing some pre-rolls for us, and those are about to launch. I think they launch tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, Congratulations. So that's uh, up and coming. And then Chemistry is doing a Harmony Rose one-to-one vape pen. So for people that like more of the concentrates, we're branching out into that. And then they're also doing an infused pre-roll. So we chose not to launch like a personal Emerald Spirit brand, but really to try to collaborate with other brands and to help to elevate brands with our minor cannabinoids, just because we really believe in collaboration and trying to elevate each other through collaboration. That's awesome. And all of those brands that you mentioned are very well respected in California. So kudos to y'all. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much for hosting me and for sharing a little bit of your world with the Casually Baked Tribe. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. If you're feeling the love for Emerald Spirit Botanicals and the need for THCV in your life, head over to the podcast 228 show notes at casuallybaked.com. And make sure to subscribe to the Casually Baked YouTube channel. I'll have Mendo Garden Tour videos up soon so you can see for yourself. And if you want THCV, but you're not in a cannabis legal state, well, my friends over at Tejas Hemp have you covered. Tejas Hemp focuses on premier and unique genetics. Their Tejas Hemp Garlic Jam CBDV flower was named Top Outdoor Hemp at the 2021 Taste of Texas Hemp Cup. And to my knowledge, they are offering the first hemp-derived full-spectrum THCV and CBDV products. They offer a focus tincture that I've been using in my midday mocktails. It includes THCV, CBDV, and CBD. If you're looking for that skinny weed effect, they have more THCV-focused products rolling out soon. Visit TejasHemp.com and use promo code CB15 to save 15%. And don't forget, we're putting the J back in Texas. So that's T-E-J-A-S hemp.com. If you want to connect or collaborate with me, 
Email your messages, requests, or can of curious questions through the website. Or you can always DM me on social. When I'm there, I'm at Casually Baked on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, The Weed Tube, and Truth Social. However you decide to support our highly responsible cannabis movement, thank you, my friend, for doing your part to Puff Puff Pass It On. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Jamie Humiston at PodConnects. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has kind of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects Network.